Maureen was married to a lawyer. She's one of the minority of black people with an education. Although she has a full-time job, when she became a single mother with two young children, she suddenly found herself in financial difficulties. I'm a graphic designer, okay? Uh, but two years ago, I got divorced, and uh, I was forced to sort of look for ways of keeping the same kind of lifestyle. And I went to Oliven and spoke to the people and said, do you need telephones? And I saw the telecom telephones there. I said, are they always working? They said, no, not reliable. Half the time, they're not working. Initially, I spoke to one lady who lives not too far from there and asked her if I could put the container in her yard. She agreed to that. But then, um, to make it more accessible to most people, we thought it would be ideal to have it where most people pass through next to a taxi rank. Where I work, I sort of meet intellectuals, people, academics, and people who are specialists in their fields. And just a few meters away, I get into this phone shop, which is completely different. And But it's very interesting because I, I've actually discovered that it doesn't matter who you meet. You will always learn something from, you know, the interaction with those people. When I started, it started off at 100 rand a day. And uh, Vodacom takes two-thirds of that. Uh, a third of that comes to me, and I have to pay the lady that works there, pay for the batteries and the candles and all that. Um, right now, I must say it's actually doing very well, and an average of 500 rand a day, which is uh, 15,000 rand a month. So it's, it's actually a very good kind of business, uh, especially because I don't spend a lot of time there. If the businessman in the community sees a need or a profit, and it's a profit usually that drives people, and that's a good thing to drive people. At least everyone understands it. If he sees a profit in keeping his phone shop open all night, he'll do it. But you cannot try and force him to do it. You know, once you try and force those things, you start interfering with how the market mechanism works there, and you end up with something artificial, which, which usually requires money to support and, and is not successful anymore. Let them, let them figure it out for themselves. If the need is great enough, it'll be open 24 hours. If the need is not great enough and there's no, uh, there's no buck to be made, it won't be. And, you know, I mean, there's, a, there's an upside to that and a downside, but that's how life works. In the last three years, we've had a very fundamental restructuring of uh, our policy and legislative framework. So we've put into place a new policy that identifies universal service as a central goal of government, uh, identifies the introduction of very modern technology is a very important goal to aspire to. And, and putting into place a regulatory system in which there's consistency of the rules and transparency of the licensing processes, because a large part of the expansion of the communications infrastructure is going to be funded by the private sector. Market forces have become critical to South Africa's future, but the government believes that they must be kept in check. A regulator has been appointed to make sure that the companies are actually living up to their community promises. Right now we are adhering to the requirements. We've rolled out six and a half thousand pay phones. Our final obligation is seven and a half thousand and we should be complete uh, during the course of next year which will be our kind of fifth anniversary and at that time um, 
we will review the situation, as no doubt will the regulatory authorities. Uh, we, will, we are looking at some commercial pay phone opportunities, which may sort of follow on with our community service obligations. It's, it's still too early to decide exactly what's going to happen. But the operators have been criticised for only concentrating on areas near roads and towns. Despite the 500 phone shops of Vodacom and the 6,500 fixed phones of NTN, the regulator is not impressed. We have just recently advised the minister to issue two new licences for cellular services because we were not seeing that many people were beginning to have telephones after four years of having the opportunity to provide wireless services. I think the issue of the monopoly was an instrument we use in order to deliver a particular pro policy priority. And that was mainly in addressing the legacy of apartheid, which marginalized the black majority in our country. So it, it's not an ideological position we wedded to. It was a very practical trade-off that we took after considerable discussion and debate amongst ourselves. And it's proved successful. In fact, South Africa is very much a case study internationally of how you take forward communications development. And so the days of the joint monopoly seem to be ending as the government joins the digital age of the 21st century and the promise and insecurity of the global economy.